Sunday, 4.38 in the evening. Um, now I was talking with my LinkedIn contact earlier today. And I wanted to see how he was doing because, you know, the special dedication to him and, and the other person, you know, they lost their loved ones. It is kind of hard, again, to accept the fact that your loved one is gone. And he had said, oh, death is cruel. Yes, you're right, death is cruel. But you want to know something? It's an unavoidable part of life. We're all going to go. And you have to accept it. If you tell me that you don't accept death, it's like telling me you want to live forever. And if you live forever, you're going to get so old that the people that are in your life are no more. You're going to be with strangers. Is that any way to live? When someone asked me one time a long time ago, would you want to live forever? No. The only reason why I say no, again, what happens if you're alone in this world? Everybody in your family is gone. The people that you grew up with are all gone and you're with strangers. You're by yourself, basically. And you're so old, you can't even move around. Think about that. What's the purpose? You won't be able to work. You won't be able to do much of anything but to get up in the morning. But even then, that's going to be very difficult. So I, I say to all of you, would you want to live forever? Think about that. Would you want to live forever? Now, it's different, say, if you're still young. And, but when you get to be a certain age, no. Who's going to take care of you? If you can't move around yourself, if you can't even take care of yourself and do the basic things, why would you want to? You're going to see life pass before you. Everyone's going to succeed in life. And you're still going to be, well, you won't be able to go anywhere if you're that old. Now, a lot of people have said, you know, yes, death is scary. But you know what? When you lose someone, especially if they've battled an illness for so many years and they're in so much pain. I've watched my mother. My mother's a perfect example. She was sick off and on. And then towards the end, she was really suffering. And I didn't understand at the time because a part of me thought, well, Part of me thought, I didn't want her to go. I was selfish. I wanted her to stay around even if she had pain. And I'm thinking, but that's not fair to her. She had even mentioned this many times over. She said to me, if I have that type of pain, I don't want to live. That's basically what she came out and said to me. And it hurt her, hurt her, it hurt me when she said that. I felt like, Okay, so you're not taking to my, my feelings into consideration that maybe I still need you, even though I was, you know, in my mid-40s when I lost my mother. But I just, a part of me wanted her to keep her on this earth for a long time, despite the fact that she was suffering. I thought maybe there was a possibility that they could cure her, take away the pain so she can become the person that she was before. She can become the woman that she was before. Now, selfish thinking on my part, correct? When you see somebody suffering, it is not a pleasant feeling. I watched her. She couldn't hold her head up. She couldn't do anything for herself. She was basically an invalid. And she had pride. She didn't want anybody to help her out. She wanted to be the one woman to stand on her own two feet. And you think to yourself, oh my God, why? But mom, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. 
ask yourself that question. Ask yourself, do you want to be do you want to be in the condition that she is and want to live? Ask yourselves that question. If you were so sick and your quality of life just drastically changed and you had to have people help you and you couldn't do anything for yourself, would you want to go on? And the pain is tremendous. Because I could tell you from my viewpoint, you know, when I went through my cancer, yeah, I had pain. Not the type of pain that she had, but yeah, there were times when actually I couldn't even move around. I couldn't walk around. I couldn't do simple things for myself. I had to be helped. And at the age of 35, I thought, my God, is this going to be like this forever? My mother said at the time before any of this, before she got sick, she said to me, no, it's only temporary. But you yourself, you're a young woman. You can push through this. You could persevere. You can, you can get through the pain. Most people can't. This is only temporary. See, my whole quality of life changed even after I recovered from cancer. I saw people in a different light. I saw life differently. I saw situations differently. Not like it was before I got sick. Now, a lot of people are asking, well, what are you talking about? When you go through an illness and you've survived it, everything that you've done before, like me, I'm an introvert. I will admit it to you. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But a lot of people think introverts um, are, are like the ones that are soft-spoken that get passed up. They do get passed up for promotions or they get just passed up, period. They're invisible. You can make yourself known out there and be an introvert. So when I was sick, before I got sick, I was so shy, I wouldn't go up to people and start talking to them. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't put myself out there. After I got better from cancer, everything changed. All of a sudden, I started opening up to people. I started talking. I wasn't shy. Now, I am still shy, but but not extremely shy. And I'm not going to credit the illness for that. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you say to yourself, and a lot of people ask me, were you afraid to die? No. And the reason why I say no is because, well, if I were to die, I wouldn't have been alone. I would have joined my father. Because my father passed away many years before. But of course, he passed away in the 20th century, so he's been gone a lot longer. And you think to yourself, but then I, then, and then I, I credit my mother for this. She pushed me to live. She prayed. She prayed to God. She prayed every single day. She went to church. If it hadn't been for her and for God, no. As I'm talking to you now, I probably wouldn't be here telling you this story. Now think about it in those terms. Again, death is a part of life. We have to accept it. And the one thing I, I ask of all of you, if you have lost someone recently, don't deny their death. Accept it. See, for me, when I lost my father back when I was in my early 20s, I did not want to believe he died. So I denied his death for three years. A lot of people thought I needed mental help. I just couldn't process his death. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't want to believe it. And I waited for those three years when he would show up. And guess what? He didn't show up. And I had to open up my eyes and say to you, hey, look, now I have to accept it. Because if I don't accept it, if I keep denying that he's gone, they're going to lock me up. Then they're going to think I'm mental. Again, you lose your sense of identity temporarily when you lose someone, especially an immediate family member, a parent, a spouse, a sibling, a child. It's only temporary, though. But you have to understand this. And I'm 
appeasing to all of you out there who has gone through it, a death or will go through a death. You have to accept the fact that they're not coming back. My mother, I'll give you a perfect example. After my father passed away, now the first three years were crucial. I was watching her because again, she almost tried to take herself out of this world. Now if it hadn't been for me, she probably would have succeeded and I would have been devastated. I don't know if I can handle two deaths, let alone one, okay? That, that was just her, her thinking that, oh, maybe if I do this, I can get closer to my husband. No, you're slowly killing yourself. You're slowly killing yourself. You're letting yourself go to that dark, dark place in, in, in where, where my father is. I don't want her to go. So I convinced her, there's a purpose for you. You have to stay put. I still need you. I was 21 when I lost my, my father. I didn't want to lose my mother and go through the whole grieving process again. Then I think I would have really lost my mind, to be honest with you. It would have been a lot harder for me to accept it. So even after, she managed to hang on for 25 years. But even so, we kept having memorial services, thinking if we have a memorial service in church, we'll bring back my father. No. She constantly wore black. She was still in mourning. Now that's all old tradition uh, from the old country. If you're anybody in your European, and I'm pretty sure the old school Europeans still do this, but in all honesty, what is that gonna do? You're not gonna bring back your loved one. And then every weekend we'd go to the cemetery and I would feel like daddy's not here anymore. His body might be there, but his spirit and soul have not, they've risen. And then wherever you go in life, wherever you go in life, he's with you. But it was hard for her to let go. And I said to myself, what are these memorial services doing? It's just reliving it all over again. Don't think about the pain. Think about the good memories of that person, not the bad. You're not going to get past it if you keep reflecting on the bad. Now, all of you out there who lost someone, whether you lost them through an illness through an accident, whatever they died from, whatever they passed from, remember this now. Again, when you mourn the loss of someone, number one, think about the good, not the bad. You're never going to get past it if you keep thinking about what could have I should have done this. You're going to put the blame on yourself. I could have done this. I should have been there. Don't blame yourself for someone else's passing. Don't do that. Don't do it. Then your emotions are going to take over. Again, I, at the time when, when you're at a certain age in your life, like when I was in my early 20s and I lost my father, I did not want to accept his death. I didn't want to believe it. But I had to. Because the three years have passed and he hadn't come back. And I was trying to find him. I was trying to find him. I was going on a mission to find him because I just didn't believe that the man that we paid our respects to was my father. He just was not, it didn't register. It didn't register. And it took a long time. Now, when my mother passed, her death is still fresh. It'll be six years this July. Now, that's not a long time. To me, I still think that it just like it happened yesterday. I'm trying to grasp her presence not being here, but I miss her so much that a part of me wants her to be here. But I talk to her in my dreams. She comes down to me. She has come to me in the form of a dove, her and my father. Sometimes she's alone, sometimes she's not. Or as an angel, and sometimes a white light. 
Her presence is still felt in this house. I miss her laughter. I miss talking with her. I miss spending time with her. I just want to tell her I love her and hug her and give her kisses. But I can't. She's not here anymore. But I keep her good memories. I keep her with me in my heart. That's what you do. You keep the people that you love close to you in your heart. Because no one can take that away from you. Number two, when you're grieving, again, don't grieve by yourself. Your emotions are going to take over. You're going to start putting the blame on yourself. And then you're going to be having these thoughts go through your head. Don't do that. Grieve with your family. Grieve with friends. Just be around people. It helps. Trust me on this. It's hard enough and bad enough that you have these thoughts going through your head and you're putting the blame. Oh, it should have been me or why wasn't it me? Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. If it was an accident, sometimes they cannot be prevented. They can't be prevented. And if it was an illness, you pray and pray and pray. Look, my mother did for me. She prayed for me to get better and I got better. But at one point I wanted to give up. I couldn't take the pain. I couldn't take not being able to do things for myself. I think me and my mother were the same in that we want to be able to stand on our own two feet. You know, again, when you have an illness, that's how you feel. You're like, oh my God, my, my family's helping me. And they're, you know, because I couldn't move around. And my mother watched over me and she took care of me and she massaged me when I was in pain. And she, she was just there for me. And I, and I thank her. God bless you, mom. Thank you, God, for giving me the, a second chance at life. I owe both of them a big thank you. God bless the both of you. Thank you, thank you, amen, hallelujah, thank you, thank you. Because again, I know that I don't like talking about this topic, but we have to face reality. Now, I don't even think about death and, and the way they have it depicted. If you ever look at it from a perspective on television, how they, they make death seem like it's scary and this and that. Well, think of it this way. Let me try to paint a picture for you. Now, I don't know if any of you believe in heaven or hell. You may or may not, depending on your religion. If you're in, and, and maybe, maybe this is wrong, I don't know. But this is what I've asked my priest when my father passed away. Is my father in heaven? And he's like, yes, he is in heaven. He's earned his angel wings. He's up at the pearly gates. God accepted and brought him into his home. Now, I want to believe it, but a part of me was skeptical. Okay, then what happens if you commit a crime or if you do something bad? Are you going to go to hell? Now, if you kill yourself, you're not going to heaven or hell because you're taking your own life as the greatest sin. And if you look at it in the Bible, thou shalt not take one's own life. Think about it. You're, you're, you're taking yourself out of your own life. That's a great sin. And why would you do that? Ask yourself that question. Why would you do that? That's not the way to go. Everybody has problems that they're dealing with in life. Everybody has obstacles and crisis. You're going to turn in. You're going to turn and say, look, I can't do this anymore. You're going to leave behind a family if you have a family. You're going to leave behind the people that love you and need you. You're not thinking about their needs because you're selfish. Now, if you're thinking towards suicide, guess what? When you kill yourself, you're not going to come back. Remember that. When you decide to take that path towards suicide, you're not going to come back. It's final. 
Death is final. Do you understand? You're no more. And you're going to leave behind the people that you love, and they're going to be wondering why. Is it something that they did or they should have done? They're going to put the blame on themselves. That's why sometimes you think to yourself, if somebody's suffering in your family from an illness and you don't, you want them to get better, but then you think to yourself, well, I can't go through with this pain. Release me from the pain. That's what my mother was telling you. Release me from the pain. So we released her from the pain and now she's not suffering anymore. Now everyone says, is it better up there? We won't know, will we, until we finally make that journey. Now I don't want to think about it now, but it is a part of life and we have to accept it. But just know that you're going to a better place. You're going to God's home. God is calling you to go home, basically. And they say, oh, well, we'll meet again. We'll be together as a family. But again, I've lost a lot of people in my life. And I'm immune to it. And I look at my own illness that I've recovered from. I could have easily just given up and died. And I didn't. Why? It wasn't my time yet. I cheated death six times, six times. And again, when I one day finally decide to show you on the video my true raw emotions, you will understand. Because again, every part of my life is like a chapter, a timeline of all the events that happened to me and how I survived, how I made it, how I didn't give up. You don't give up on yourself. Thank yourself every single day for waking up in the morning that you have a purpose, you have something you're, you could be proud of, something that you need to do. Ask yourself this question, or even say to yourself, I am so happy to be alive. I can easily wake up in the morning and do what I love to do. Do what I love to do, what's best for me. I have a purpose in this life. Thank you, God, for giving me another day to live. You say that to the man upstairs. You say that to the man upstairs. You tell them, hey, look, thank you. Thank you for giving me this life. Thank you for giving me the chance to, to, to live another day. You know, we should say our blessings every time and not just before going to bed, all the time, all the time. The power of prayer is stronger than you think. When you pray, you pray for many, many people pray for many things, a miracle, Pray for a better life. Pray for financial financial security. I mean, there are so many things that we pray for, pray to. God hears us. God hears us. Now, a lot of people think, well, okay. Do you have to be religious? No, you don't. But if you go to church or you go see your pastor. For me, again, it's very difficult to go into a church because of the image I had with my mother. I just, I have a hard time. Because every time I walk in, it's the first thing I see right in front of the altar. And I relive that day over and over in my head and I really don't want to go through that. Now the only way I could do it is if had somebody comes with me and holds my hand through it. That'll be the first step. It's been a long time since I physically went into the church that me and my mother had frequented when my father was gone. Because we would go every other Sunday or we would go when there was a memorial services. They had the Saturday of the Souls in February. Now, I've stopped doing it because 
What's it going to do? I always thought of my mother. I said, why are we doing this? This is not going to bring dad back. But see, when you try to talk to my mother about that, she doesn't want to hear it. She wants to feel like there's a connection that she still has with him, even though he's gone. Now, imagine this, and I'm going to put this scenario out. Just like you lose your parents, I think the hardest thing in the world is letting go. At some point down the line, whether it's your parents, your spouse, your child, whoever in your family that you've lost, it's hard to let go. But it's not impossible. It just takes time. Everybody, again, mourns and grieves differently. Everybody. There is no set schedule. There is no limit. But the one thing I ask of all of you, please do not grieve alone. Because your emotions and your thoughts will get the best of you and you will start to blame yourself for their death. Again, I, I blame myself for my mother's death. I wanted her to have a peaceful send-off, but again, I can't go back and undo what happened. What's done is done. We can't go back and make, make it different. We can't. We have to forge ahead and move on. Now, my mother kept drilling to my head, and I'm going to tell this to all of you. She drilled this into my head even before she got sick. She goes, whatever happens to me, you need to go on. If you stop living, you're slowly killing yourself. That's basically what you're doing. You're letting everyone else around you go forward and you're still stuck. That is not healthy. If you got a purpose, if you got somebody in your life, you gotta do it for them. Do you have someone that you're lucky enough that, okay, I have a husband or a boyfriend or, or I have a, you know, a ch if I have children or whoever's in your life, do it for them. Don't stop living keep on. Life cycle continues when people go. And again, death is cruel, but it's a part of life and we have to accept it. And don't think of it as darkness. Think of it as another plateau. In other words, think of it as you're, you're, you're going from this home, the actual home you're in, to God's home. And you'll be surrounded by your family. That if you really believe that, that's wonderful. Not many people believe in heaven or hell. Okay, you don't have to. But I think that there's a better plateau, a better sense of being. We're going into God's home. God is welcoming, welcoming us, all of us, when our time comes, into his home where he's watching over us. Because you don't want to see somebody in your family suffer. I went through it. It wasn't pleasant. It was not pleasant at all. And I could imagine what it would have been like, you know, with my father, his death was less painful. His death was beautiful. He had his last wish. He had his family surrounding him and, and the nurse was there and she made his descent into heaven a lot easier. But with my mother, I still feel guilty. And a part of me wanted to just kind of not call the paramedics, have her die peacefully at home because what they did, they just made it worse. And, and I really believe that that could have been prevented. But again, we can't go back and change what happened. It happened. Let's move on. I think my mother has forgiven me. But sometimes, in the, in the, even at the, the last two or three years, I still had the same dreams. I couldn't get those dreams out. I couldn't remember good memories. But now, the good memories are taking over. The bad memories are slowly fading. Keep the good memories of the people that you love with you in your heart because nobody can take that away from you. 
The other thing I also want you to remember, if you lose a spouse, now, men and women, if you lose your, your husband or wife, yes, you're going to grieve. That's okay. And there, again, there is no time, schedule, no limit. Down the line, though, open up your heart. Open your heart. Let someone in. Let someone in your life. You're not replacing that person. But who wants to be alone? Think about it. Being alone is just, well, for me anyway, I can't take it. And for the longest time after my mother passed, I was alone. But then I found the love of my life and we both connect. Now we both share similar background, similar situation. We both understand each other. And my mother said to me, it's okay to let your heart be open to someone else. It's okay. There's enough room in your heart for all the people in your life. There's enough room. But if you have a closed heart and you refuse to continue on with the cycle of life, again, you're slowly killing yourself. You're slowly dying. And is that fair? No. Is that fair to you? Is that fair to the people that are still in your life? No. So continue on with the cycle of life. Let yourself heal. Let yourself go on with life. Yes, it is going to be painful, but think of it this way. Again, you cannot stop living after you lose someone. You have to continue. Because if you stop, you're slowly killing yourself little by little. And what's the point? What's the point? Again, life is a continuous cycle. People die every single day, but life has to go on. And if it didn't go on, if the world stopped, well, let me tell you something. I wouldn't want to live in a world where suddenly it just stopped and we wouldn't go anywhere in this world. Nothing would change. It would be just like a, like a twilight zone. It would just con- completely stop. There would be nothing. There would be nothing exciting about that. So please, people, continue on with the cycle of life. Forge ahead. But never forget the people that shaped you, that created you. They are always going to be a part of your heart. They're always going to be a part of your life. Remember that. So I'm going to say God bless all of you. Stay strong. Stay positive. Take care.